We grow through what we go through. Yeah. Put that on a bumper oh, sticker. I like that. Woo! <laughs> I do think if something scares you, it kind of like gives you anxiety. And I think uh-huh. the longer you put it off, the worse it gets. But uh-huh. if you can just get back on the horse or whatever, do another mountain or climb another climb, I think it helps to make you stronger and heal you a little bit. I like that. Welcome to the Why We Hike podcast, where we explore the highs, the lows, and the whys for going outside. I'm your host, Ford Thunder Erickson, and boy howdy, that intro rhymed real good. Let's do some talking. Ah, here we are today for another episode of Why We Hike. Got a lot going on right now. There's a river over here, a whole bunch of dogs, tons of dog crap all over the place. Uh, we've got a human being here named Lindsay Lake. Hello. That was her. Did you hear her? And then also, Lindsay was so nice to do this interview coming straight from work. So I assume she's probably hungry. So we're cooking some oatmeal. You can hear the stove cooking the oatmeal. Can you hear it? it sounds really good out here. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. I've never done an episode while cooking something before so this could end in disaster <laughs> all right i think the oatmeal might be almost do done show. yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll change the podcast to why we cook <laughs> that's a good idea uh also Lindsay's eating some one of my favorite chips right now that i've recently discovered the jalapeno jack great value chips i'm gonna give us a little crunch sound here Lindsay. Give, give, give <laughs> i a, need another chip. yeah give, give us a fresh crunch <laughs> Oh man, that's some ASMR right there. That's great. All right, I think the oatmeal might be done. Let me give it a last little stir here. Can you hear me stirring it? This is such an ASMR. Why the ASMR? <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna completely turn into an ASMR podcast. Maybe it can just be called Why We. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, one last sound of the stove before I shut it off. Ah. Uh, Melting the micro- microphone. All right, enough of that. Okay. Whoa, jeez. Ah! All right. Wow, never started a podcast like this before. All right, so the oatmeal's done. Feel free to eat it whenever you want, Lindsay. I think it's. it looks pretty good. Mmm. Maple brown sugar flavor. Good. Yeah, we'll let it cool down a little bit. All right, so here we are. We are at some place here that I've gone running a lot. I forget what it's called. It's called like uh, Parley's Historic Park or something like that. Lots of dogs in here. Tons of dogs. There's almost more dogs than people, I think. Uh, but it's a fun place to run. And uh, But that's not why we're here. We're here because my friend Lindsay Lake, we're going to learn a lot from her. <laughs> She just got a scared look on her face. Uh, Lindsay, I've known her for a long time, but we have differing views on our level of friendship throughout the years. Um, but we've known each other for at least, or at least known of at, of each other, at least, right? For how long would you say? Five years? Oh, shh. Nah, man. Less. At least seven. No. Yes. Are we that old? Yes, we are old. I'm old at least. 
Yeah, so she she doesn't understand correct. She doesn't remember correctly. <laughs> she does not. But uh, we've known each other for about seven-ish years. Um, and in the whole time that I have known slash known of Lindsay, I've had a lot of mutual friends. She's been a very active person in the outdoors. So I'm just going to say what I know about you. Then you can yeah, fill in the blanks. Okay. Yeah. What if I just said like, <laughs> like all these strange specific <laughs> details? <laughs> Why do you know that? Uh, whoa, Michael Baird. Hey, oh, that's weird. Just ran into some friends I had dinner with the other night. Hey, say, I'm, I'm recording a podcast right now. Say hi. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I need to interview you guys next. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, that was very random. That was uh, Michael and Courtney Baird. I seriously had dinner with them two nights ago. Really amazing. Their dog's walking in the creek right now. Anyway, sorry about the distraction. Um, but uh, so what I know about Lindsay, I know you like to. <laughs> See you, Mike. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so what I know about <laughs> Lindsay, I know you like to rock climb. I know you like to run. At least sometimes on trails. I know you like to ride your bicycle. I don't remember if that's road biking or mountain biking or maybe both. I, I, you don't even know. We, none of us know. No one knows for no, sure. I want to see what you know. Okay, so I know those things. Um, I... That might be about it that I know, actually. Yeah. Um, and I know that back in the day in college when I first met you, you worked at a place called the ORC, the Outdoor Resource Center. Okay. Where people would rent out outdoor gear and stuff. And I had a couple friends who worked there. Uh, Ariel LaFontaine, dear Shout friend. Ah, hi, Ariel. <laughs> Uh, and Clutch Lambert, who also did an episode with. Yeah. His second episode was with Clutch. Shout out. I also went backpacking with him a couple weeks ago. Great guy. Anyway, so that's, I think, kind of how I met Lindsay. And then, basically, I haven't seen you in, I don't know, six years or something, until like a month ago or something. And uh, but then even up here, we have all these random mutual friends from... Like Lauren Merkley, you worked with her. Mm-hmm. And Maddie French. Yeah, Maddie French that I worked with at Anasazi. Like, just all these weird connections. So, it's about dang time. Here we are. We are here, becoming real friends, even though I think we were friends before. But you seem to <laughs> doubt that. I remember waving at you once. Yeah, we did. We waved. We were waving friends. <laughs> <laughs> we were on waving level. Anyway, so, yeah. So, that's what I know about your... Uh, what you like to do outside. How would you fill in the gaps there? What, what would you say about yourself? If you were talking myself? to an alien who appeared and they're like, Gosh. oh, the outdoors, I don't know what that is. I just live <laughs> in my spaceship. Oh, that's so sad. And you're trying to explain like what you like to do outside. How would you explain that? Maybe that makes it harder to answer. Oh I my gosh, I, there's so much to cover. But... <laughs> Well, I'd explain that it's very beautiful, which is why I like to be outside, one of the reasons. Because you're also an artist. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do graphic design right now, so I'm a graphic designer, but I dabble in watercolor and such and such oh. things, but yeah. Oh. I guess what I'd say to fill in those gaps, though. So, biking is road biking right now. Okay. I don't really mountain bike anymore. Yeah. I used to in high school. Um, swimming, love swimming. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. huh. Did swim team in high school. Um, so I've done like triathlons because that oh. involves all those things. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I guess that's mostly it though. Huh. The <laughs> alien is satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you, Lindsay, I, I want to go down. So I got a couple things here. I want to ask a little bit about some of your favorite places that you've done these things in and then also why they're your favorite places. And then also I want to ask a little bit later, we had a text exchange about a week ago when I was nailing you down for this. Yeah. And you said something that was really interesting to me that I want to talk about. Because yeah. you talked about how you feel like sometimes there's, there's a, there can be a kind of a toxic culture with like outdoor sports and things like that. Yes. So I'm going to ask you about that in Love a little it. bit as well. Um, so, Lindsay Lake, what's your favorite place you've ever rock climbed? Or a favorite place. I know it's hard to like narrow it down. Like what what comes to mind first when you're like, oh, that was a really good climb. I really enjoyed that place. Um, I guess two really memorable ones. There's so many great places to climb, but two memorable experiences like in places were Grand Teton National Park when I did the Grand uh, for the first time when I climbed the Grand. So you've done it multiple times. Just twice. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then um, Southern Utah doing towers. It's really fun. Wait, what's, where's towers? Where's that at? Well, there's just all these towers in Southern oh, Utah. Oh, like just all the towers. I climbed all of them. <laughs> no. Okay. But it's not, is it like a place? Um, or it's just... I guess if I picked a place, it'd be called, ooh, Onion Creek. Oh, I've never heard Creek of that area. place. Yeah, it's in Moab area. Oh, okay. Cool. So, so what was it about the Grand mm -hmm. that you really liked about climbing there specifically? Ooh, good question. <laughs> um, I liked how hard it was because it's huh. pretty long. It's I think it's 14 miles round trip. Yeah, except to hike in quite a ways. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then you just, you're mostly hiking most of the whole thing except for like the last, there's like four pitches of climbing. If you do the Owen Spalding route. I can't remember how many pitches, four or five. Um, but I like the endurance part of it because at the beginning it's pretty easy, you know, you're just hiking, then it gets pretty steep. And then also altitude and elevation play into that and just feeling real tired. <laughs> but when I did it, we started at like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. And we hiked through the night so you don't really see anything around you. And then right when you like want to give up and it's you're tired and you, we just start climbing basically, the sun pops up uh, from the horizon and it's just beautiful yeah. the like the morning glow uh -huh. and yeah then we summited around like nine i think in the morning Dang. and then hiked down but it's fun because on the hike down you're seeing everything for the first time like what you walked yeah, up next yeah. to that you didn't see so that was really cool yeah the tetons have a special place in my heart they're beautiful the yeah. most beautiful i've, I've never seen I mean, every mountain range has something a little bit different about it. 
But the Tetons specifically, obviously, I'm a, I got a little bit of bias because I grew up in eastern Idaho. So went to the Tetons a lot growing up. Wait, did, where'd you grow up? Nebraska and um, Boise area. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. For some reason I thought you were from California or something. Nope. Wow. Nebraska and Boise. I had no idea. Hmm. But yeah, the thing about the Tetons, tell me what you think about this. I Obviously, I haven't, I haven't been everywhere. Most places I have not been. <laughs> but the Tetons has the most amazing wildflowers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, every mountain range has cool wildflowers, but the Tetons, like, I've never seen... When you get to different areas like Alaska Basin or uh, Death Canyon area, all that, all those places and probably everywhere else, like all, it has all the colors. Mm-hmm. Like every field will have yellow, yeah. white, purple, red, orange, like all of them. Yeah. So amazing. I've never seen anything like it before. It's very pretty. Yeah. So I can only imagine... The sun coming up holy mackerel yeah it was really pretty and for some reason that mountain range is just magical like the landscape when you get to the top of the grand it's just beautiful looking out yeah and i did Pfeifferhorn, which i know isn't as tall in here here in utah yeah in utah yeah Pfeifferhorn's horns are pretty one it was <laughs> i oh, don't know you hated it uh i went to the top and my friend was like i got up and i was like yeah this is cool but it was like a couple weeks after I did the Grand the second time. Uh, and then my friend was like, oh, you have to look over the side. It's so beautiful. And I look and I was like, this is, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the Teton ruined you. Yeah, Nothing, nothing's ruined. ever as good. Um, Five Horn is a cool mountain, though. That's one of my favorite ones here in the Wasatch Mountains. Ooh, yeah, so I'm really offended hard. right now. <laughs> so but I've never climbed the Grand before. I'm kind of scared of rock climbing. Really? Yeah. I've nice. never, never really done much of it. I just... I don't know. I've just never really rock climbed much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You could teach me how. Yeah. Um, So what's it about Southern Utah that you like climbing down there? Um, that one's memorable because I climbed, uh, (laughs) I can't even remember the name. (gasps) Indian. No. That's so funny. Ancient art. And... It's that really famous one that's just like a tall little spire. Oh, okay. It's super skinny. Yeah, I've never seen it on video. Yes. That one was cool just because wow. I did grow up with a fear of heights. Mm. And that was like the ultimate test for me. Mm. To walk across this like two foot wide sidewalk across. And there's like, it's just air yeah. on the other side. On every side, I guess. But it was cool to get to the top and be like, I'm here. And I'm very terrified, but <laughs> at some point you just get into this mode where like, I just go, you know, you just have to do what you have to do to get to the top yeah. and get down. And it's beautiful and it's cool that your mind can like turn things off. Yeah. So how the heck, so you, you grew up with a fear of heights. Yeah. So how the heck did you get from that point of growing up, being afraid of heights, if you could have like fast forward so did you have a fear of heights when you're let's say like 13 yeah okay so let's say if you could fast forward 13 year old Lindsay, and just fast forward <laughs> boom all of a sudden such and such years later and you could just see a snippet of you standing on top of that thing what's <laughs> yeah. it called again that thing? Um, ancient art ancient art art art, art. Ancient art. yeah you're just standing on top of that and you just get this brief snippet what do you think your 13 year old self would have thought slash said i've thought about that before actually um i think she'd be like who 
I just think she'd be like, how did I get to that point? Because yeah. I was so different 13 to even like 17. Yeah. So I moved from Nebraska. I lived in Nebraska from 5 to 15. And then I moved to Eagle, Idaho, near Boise. Yeah. When I was 15, sophomore year. And one of my friends on the swim team worked at a climbing gym. And I was like, rock climbing, what is that? <laughs> yeah. And she tried to explain it to me. Like, you go up, like, I'm like, is it like mountain climbing? Like, I get that there's mountains. But in Nebraska, you have to understand that there is nothing there. Like, it is flat, yeah. green fields. There's nothing around that even resembles a mountain. And so I, I knew what mountains were, obviously, and I knew you could get to the top of them. But I didn't understand, like, rock climbing, like, climbing the face or the side to get up to a mountain. I just thought yeah. you hiked, I guess. Uh-huh. So she took me rock climbing, and I was like, this is crazy. And I was really <laughs> was scared. Was outdoor climbing or in a gym? In the gym that she worked at. So we went to the gym. I think I would have pooped my pants and <laughs> went outside <laughs> <laughs> the first time. But I just started... How old into, were you again? Uh, 15. Oh, okay. 15 or 16. Wow. So, yeah, then I just started going a lot. I think partially because she was one of my only friends. And uh-huh. I was like, I'll go to the climbing gym, hang this out. This is the only way I could have a friend. <laughs> and then <laughs> a, a partially because it was just a cool, it was cool to experience like overcoming something like that uh-huh. mentally for me. And so even in, the, even in the beginning, like you felt yeah. you could see that. And I started finding this trait in myself that I didn't really think I pushed before, but I'm really okay with being bad at things. Like, huh. in the beginning, I, I don't care if I'm not the best or anything. I just like to improve. So yeah. if I start, like, at the worst, like, I'm the worst climber, I don't really care as long as, like, I can improve on that. Huh. That's a really amazing trait. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, well. it works good for me because uh, I'm mediocre at everything. So, like, if I can just keep improving, that's okay for me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Because I think, at least I, I can only speak for myself, but I think it's a pretty common thing for people to be afraid of trying because they're afraid of failing for very various reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've been afraid of that for a lot of reasons. Like, I haven't really rock climbed much mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. But a lot of things I, I don't do because I'm like, uh, it's going to be hard. I'm going to feel like an idiot. It's not going to be very fun at the start. I'm going to fail. I don't know how. I have to ask for help. You know, like all those different things. Mm-hmm. And it, and so that's an amazing quality. Hmm. So, all right, I want to address your Question. thing you brought the up thing. here. The thing. The ominous the thing. The big thing. So, like I said earlier... Lindsay mentioned in a text message a weekish ago um, that you feel like sometimes there can be kind of a toxic culture with outdoor stuff. Can you explain what what you meant by that? Yeah, I want this to be a discussion because yeah, yeah, I haven't figured like I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. Uh-huh. So I definitely want to hear your thoughts. But hmm, maybe like within this last year. I live in Utah now, so do you. Yes. And there's just so much to do in Utah. I sometimes feel like that there's a weird culture, especially because climbing and everything's gotten so much more popular, even in the last, like, 10 years. Yeah. Because when I worked at that gym, I hardly saw, like, any kids my age. Mm. And now climbing gyms are full of them, like younger kids. Yeah. 
But I think there's a culture of like, oh, like, what do you do outside? Like, what's your mm-hmm. thing? Like, how good are you at it? Kind of a weird vibe like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think I felt that. I, one thing I've been kind of thinking of this summer that I feel like I had to kind of rediscover was I, di- I didn't grow up really doing anything outside. Like, I mean, I grew up in Idaho and, like, went to scouts and we'd go camping every once in a while as a family but it wasn't like a thing for me mm-hmm. you know if you would ask me when I was 22 like what are your main hobbies I wouldn't have ever mentioned outdoor or anything you know I was fine with it but it wasn't like a thing for me mm-hmm. until I was about 24 25 I like finally started like dabbling into it um and I remember like I have distinct memories of certain moments that like I was like whoa something is happening to me right now like there's something going on that this is good like I enjoy this I should I want to do a little more of this and so usually those were just like me just walking around like walking around out in nature somewhere like not even necessarily a hike just like walking around and being like man I I enjoy this I totally know what you mean do you? yeah well I think for me I'm more able to pay attention to that feeling when I'm not like summiting a mountain or getting to the top of a tower or Uh running across a canyon or whatever. I think I get it the most when I'm just like walking and I don't really have destination and I'm just looking around. Uh Yeah, Yeah, I think I think there's a place for both. But what what I feel like I've been kind of discovering this summer, because over the last few years I've really gotten into trail running each year like a little bit more a little bit more and I used to be like all just about hiking which I still love hiking too but um, I pretty much exclusively trail run now mm-hmm. like I don't really hike that much unless I'm just like going on a walk or something and I love it like I love trail running but and I've also like <laughs> this summer I finally got the Strava app Ooh, which is yeah. really cool like mm-hmm. I love it and I love seeing what all your other friends are doing mm-hmm. and like you can kind of encourage each other and stuff. It's a really cool app. But I've found myself this summer, like, stressing myself out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll be running and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> My time isn't as good as it should be. Yeah. You know? And, like, even thinking about things, like, stupid things. Like, oh, man, I saw so-and-so did that trail. Man, they had, like, a really good time. I need to get faster. Like, I'm not yeah. focusing on speed enough. Which is, like, that's good. That's it's totally fine. You know? But I just found, I was just realizing, I had this thought coming to me, like, every time I go out there, I'm not going out there for the same reasons as I was in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know? And so I kind of started on Sundays, I would just go out somewhere, just out, I had no destination, I'd just drive to one of the canyons and just park my car and just start walking around somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I had a really cool experience where I was just walking around and I'd find a random trail just walk around like see some oh that's a cool tree i'm gonna go look at that tree and then oh i wonder if you can climb up on that ledge over there and just climbing up there and just looking around yeah and i just yeah yeah i felt like a kid Mm -hmm. that's what it it kind of like spoke to my soul a little bit in the beginning it was like yeah yeah it was like inner child board it's your inner child (laughs) yeah it was and (laughs) and i was kind of thinking about that i was like man i i need that a little more i feel like i've distanced myself and i think Mm -hmm. i have been affected by kind of what you were talking about that kind of toxic culture where mm-hmm. I think it's good like I, I love like going for speed and like you know measuring my yeah. you know how I'm doing and everything but also moderation yeah I think there's a place for just doing it just to do it you know and maybe not even tracking it 
not timing yourself at all, I think that benefits me to do that at least every once in a while. And so I think I, I've definitely been affected by kind of what you're talking about, yeah. which isn't inherently bad. I don't think there's any bad, like, people trying. Yeah. Maybe there is, but... No, maybe just person's just myself, like, in my brain, mm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Um, I like what you were saying about just getting out for yourself every once in a while and trying like turning off your Strava because just the other week I was running a trail run up at AF Canyon and my my watch died so I just started walking because I was like eh (laughs) I don't need (laughs) to run I was like eh I'm tired this is like the last half mile of my run but um I was walking and these people were walking like coming opposite way and they're like okay there's a huge moose over there anyways it was just cool because I think if I was running they wouldn't have stopped me but because I was walking I was able to talk to them and if I was running I would have not seen the moose I know it (laughs) I would have ran right by it because he was a little ways off but it was just cool to like stop and smell the roses smell the slow down a little bit smell the moose poops so the the moral of this podcast is trail running is evil (laughs) no just kidding that's not it I love trail running but I think yeah, even if I, even for me, I think even going trail running, not tracking it, not timing yeah. myself, even not even like planning the run, maybe that's a bad advice, but like, <laughs> but like just going out there just to go for a run, you know? And, yeah. Um, because really yeah, it, that's what got me into it, is just, just going out and just exploring and interacting with trees mm-hmm. and rocks and creeks mm-hmm. and stuff. And just, it just felt more like, wow, this is actual real life mm-hmm. to me, you know? So, something you said recapture my thought. It reminded me of how do I phrase this? Something about uh, how do I phrase it? <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> it is really hard. On your on your toes. Yeah. So, it reminded me of what you were saying earlier, like when you were a little kid mm-hmm. and you're afraid of heights and then all of a sudden fast forward you're standing on top of that thing i keep forgetting what it's called that big pillar thing (laughs) yeah ancient art ancient art yeah this big really crazy pillar thing that you climb and you're on top of it um how do you think and this is a question for both of us just or maybe even rhetorical so i don't want to put you on the spot but how do you think we can do a better job with that like to apply that kind of lesson in our life where we can you can like appreciate how far you've come rather than because okay yeah yeah I remember where this idea came from because as we're talking about kind of the sort of toxic culture and how you can compare yourself Mm -hmm. when I did my I did an ultra marathon last summer a 50 miler and it kicked my trash but the main thing I came away with that like immediately after it like with a really low self esteem Mm. I'm still a little baffled because I don't understand how I got so far in the back. <laughs> and maybe it's just I just needed to be humbled. I don't know. It was weird. But I, it was just confusing because it was an out and back loop. Uh-huh. And so I was, so you're like crossing paths with people, you know. Oh, that's the worst. And I was like crossing paths with people. I was like, what the heck? How did they get so far ahead of me? Like if I'm crossing <laughs> paths with them here, that means they're like six miles ahead of me. How did that happen? Right. 
I remember having a talking to them a couple hours ago, you know, and so after a while I was like, gosh, man. I feel like it's in your head. Yeah, and I was just like, man, they're all like way faster than me. Like they're way stronger than me. Yeah. Uh, I need to do better. Like I, I'm not good enough. I didn't train hard enough. I need to train faster. I need to train harder, which there's a place for that for sure. Yeah. You know, but it, that's, I think, kind of what got, got me to where I am now, where I was like, okay, I'm never good enough so-and-so can run that faster than me so i've got to work harder i'm not working hard enough and so i'm never like taking a time to just sit back and be like wow this was really great and 10 years ago i never thought i could ever do anything like that yeah you know because i didn't take the time after i did the 50 miler to be like what the heck did i just do you know, I was just like, oh, That's I suck. Crazy. I'm not good enough. Everyone else is better than me, you know? If you told an average person, though, they'd think you were insane. Like, If I told like, myself, awesome. my 23-year-old yeah. self, yeah. that, even, like, my 29-year-old self, I would have like, been what? like, what? You know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm asking, but, <clears> like, <throat> how do you think, I don't know, any thoughts come to you about how yeah. to how to better do that, like, to take a second to Hmm. recognize how far you've come or like you said the phrase stop and smell the roses and maybe it's just an easy answer but I I don't know (laughs) any thoughts come to you Uh, awareness is the first step I think so even being aware that that's happening because I do Mm. feel like I wasn't really aware of it it happened really slow for me so I feel like awareness is huge and then just being mindful after that maybe like making a plan I don't know what do you think I mean I haven't I don't know maybe it's just something to think about I think it's a healthy thing for anybody who's listening you know I don't know we ain't experts we're just talking about this but I think it's a good thing to to think about to consider um Hmm. hmm. Hmm, just think about that (laughs) um I think maybe for me it's a little easier actually to compare myself to how I was like 10 years ago and to think I have come pretty far but then when I compare myself maybe like a year ago or closer because like before I started climbing of course there's such an increase in like where I'm at now but I almost feel like I've plateaued a little bit and I'm kind of in the same spot Mm. for the past year or two which really isn't bad it's not but in my head maybe I think it's bad yeah because I'm not seeing that progression Mm. um how do you, yeah, how do you find that balance between, yeah. like, pushing yourself and, like, okay, I want to get better, but then also being, like, you can't do everything. Like, yeah. I fall into that trap all the time where I'm, like, okay, yeah, and even if I'm doing, like, all the stuff I, quote, unquote, think I'm supposed to do with trail running or whatever, I'm, like, oh, but I'm not going backpacking enough. Oh, but I'm not, <laughs> I haven't summoned any peaks. You know, you, like, get kind of, like, yeah. kind of that comparison thing going, you know? So, for rock climbing, I kind of have, like, a love-hate relationship with rock climbing because I love climbing, but I really suck mentally at lead climbing because there's a higher chance of falling. And anyways, it's something I've struggled with for a long time, but this season, I've just, like, I think for me, for rock climbing, because you go in groups usually and you're with someone else, you kind of rely on a person, I just have to be okay with like that person leading things and they know that usually like I'll tell them before but for some reason like I'm like oh I need to like pull my weight and I need to do my part they're not going to want to hang out with me if I can't climb hard but for me this last 
season, I've just like told people straight up, like, are you okay if like you lead? I might lead a couple, but I'm not gonna promise that I'm gonna lead yeah. everything or anything super hard. And that's just been good for me to accept and then to let other people just kind of have boundaries a little bit. Yeah. I guess. That does sound healthy. Yeah. That's worked out well for me hmm. right now. While you're talking a thought I thought of, at least for myself, and I sometimes I do this in my own personal life, like not just for outdoor stuff, mm-hmm. but just for like my own self-esteem sort of like so I had the thought while you were talking maybe one thing I could do that would help me and maybe maybe this sounds like arrogant or something but I think it might help me is to sit down sometime and make a list of all the things I'm proud of that I've accomplished in regards to all this stuff you know um like like I, I learned like I had a goal for a long time learned how to start a fire of sticks and it took me like three years to figure yeah, it out really cool. and then I finally like I feel comfortable with it now like I that's feel awesome. pretty good at it um and then you know like and, and like other little things but Running. writing them down yeah and, and then because when I get in that headspace where I'm like oh I'm not good enough I gotta train harder and I'm like going outdoors is like a stress to me mm-hmm. like, I don't think it should ever yeah. be that way like to me the outdoors is the place to go to heal yeah you know uh, but not a place to like stress me out. That's what the the, out, the, the fake world does for me. Mm-hmm. The real world is where I want to go to like decompress, so loud, you know. Yeah. And so maybe kind of reflecting on all the stuff that I have done and how far I have come, I think would be helpful to me. You know, kind of like your climbing yeah. thing, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely. So thanks, yeah. you, man. You're just like you're uh, you're like the <laughs> Dalai Lama. <laughs> no, definitely not. Lindsay Lake is the Dalai Lama of the outdoors. <laughs> Lindsay Dalai Lama Lake. That's that's your middle name, isn't it? Yeah, it is my middle oh, name. Oh wow. <laughs> Actually, one of the one of the main rooms they're having on the podcast is because her last name is Lake, and not many people know this, but lakes are actually bodies of water in nature. <laughs> what? Yeah. So yeah, I had to have her on here. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> lakes are named after your family. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. Actually, that's true. Yeah. So it was us first, then lakes happened. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's really neat. Uh, uh, oh! Also, my battery's going to die any second and have oh. a backup battery. But just Pause. so you're aware. Yeah. Okay. So actually, maybe I'll just change it right now real quick. Because it's going to die mm-hmm. any second. Pause. Pause. I don't trust them. They're from the government for sure. <laughs> All right, battery died, but we're back. Don't worry. Uh, It's getting kind of dark out here. And I heard of these things called flashlights. I just barely said that. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Lindsay finished eating her oatmeal. It was good, you said? So good. Maple, what's it? Maple Maple brown brown sugar, sugar. I think. Oh, such a good flavor. Um, All right, Lindsay. I don't know if you have answers to these, and it's okay if you don't. Do you have... Do you have any stories of like uh, either one of these? Any experience that you've had outside that was maybe particularly miserable? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Would you? Do you feel comfortable? Yeah, totally. Okay. So yeah. Lay it on us. I was in the desert in Moab climbing with a friend in Onion Creek and we were doing this tower I think it's called Maverick but um, 
It's really hard. My friend Devin Stratton was leading it because it was really, really quite hard. But um, it's four pitches, and so like he climbs up the length of the rope that we can, and then he belays me up to him, and we just keep going that way. Yeah. So one pitch is the length of rope, basically. So I was at the third pitch, and he was at the top, so the top of the tower. And we started out at the very beginning in the morning, and it was like a beautiful morning. And then some clouds started rolling in, and by the time I was on that third pitch and he was on the top, I was getting ready to start climbing, and he just yells down, and I could barely hear him. He was like, okay, like, you can climb, climb on, you know. Yeah. And that's when he's ready to start taking up my rope as I climb. But uh, I just started getting, like, sideways hailed on oh. in rain and, like, thunder and lightning. Oh, and God. it was, <laughs> it got pretty bad. <laughs> um, wow. But I just remember thinking, like, oh, this is not good. Because we're on a tower, yeah. and it's the tallest thing around, like, <laughs> where we're at oh, yeah, that's scary especially for him and um, yeah. later when we talked about it he said he was at the top and he could like feel this weird like or hear this buzzing sound and oh, he's like geez. oh what is that that's so scary. and then he just looks down and realizes he has all this metal like all the quick draws on his harness oh, and he's the God. tallest thing around <laughs> and he's like oh crap I'm not gonna swear on your <laughs> <laughs> podcast but he was like, oh, crap. And he, like, lays on the top and, like, just tries to start getting ready to come down to, like, repel. Yeah. Anyways, meanwhile, I'm at that third pitch getting ready to go up. But I was like, no way am I climbing. Hopefully he's just going to come down because this is, like, not good. Yeah. So I just start getting ready. I get, like, my gree-gree out to... What's that? <laughs> it's a little <laughs> repel, like, belay device, but you can repel on it if you're oh, doing okay. a... So what we did is he came down on one side of the rope. And luckily, I was pretty ready because he was like, okay, ready? We're going to jump together because we are he's on one side of the rope and I'm on the other. So if we don't go at the same time, oh. he'll start just slipping. Oh, crap. Basically. So he's like, okay, ready? Three. And I just remember, like, I didn't have my Grigri clipped in yet to my harness. Uh -huh. So he's like, three. And I start clipping in. Two. And I just, like, roll up my carabiner to lock it and then like one I push off. Oh, I was like, gosh. I did that right. I don't know. But I did it right. We didn't die and we got to the base of the um, of the tower and luckily we had to hike down a little bit but luckily his car like he pulled up a little bit because it's a big wash but there was a flash flood Oh yeah. <laughs> once we got down. Um, so we had to wait for that to like dry up basically because it was up to his waist. So like you're still clipped in. Oh no so like oh. we unclipped we got down from the tower and then it's kind of like phase one getting off the tower uh -huh. phase two flash flood. And just, you <laughs> had to wait. Yeah, yeah? and yeah it was so loud I think that was the loudest thunder that I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. But um we also got our rope stuck um, oh. so that was kind of like a phase three while we were waiting. While you were still on the mountain. so we got down from the tower and we kind of looked down we're like oh crap there's like a flash flood and then we're like okay well we'll, we'll pull the rope down because it's um we what did he do he tied two ropes together at the top so on one side there's a knot you can't pull it down oh. but if you pull the right side like if you can remember or just like figure it out by trial and error one side will pull, pull down one side won't uh -huh. because the knot's like pulling on it but yeah. 
neither side was pulling and we were like yanking oh my god so um he had some friends come up that were going to meet up with us but they were late so they came kind of like a little after the storm or maybe right when we got down and one of his other friends like climbed it with him to get the rope down the two ropes that we had so it's a good thing his friend had a rope Jeez. But yeah, that was a... <laughs> Sounds like a doozy. It was a fun time. <laughs> yeah, lightning and thunder is one of the scariest things in the whole world to me. Yes. Possibly the most scary. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially when you're on a tower or just yeah. with a bunch of metal on you. It's like nothing you can do. Like, <laughs> no. you can't... You just have if to it's hide. like, you know, like, you could say like, oh, well, a bear is scarier. No, man, like at least bare minimum like animals you can still like interact yeah with them you know but mm -hmm. if it's lightning you just wait you just it. pray man yeah. like try your best to not be on top of a tower with metal on you but yeah yeah that's so bad. scary yeah that was a so time. the average human being okay or let's say let's bring back that alien we were talking okay. about earlier alien. so if you were if there was an alien and you're explaining to them about the outdoors like mm -hmm. you did earlier like oh it's beautiful blah blah blah. you can do all this stuff out there it's like a giant playground whatever you said and then you told them that story or with their <laughs> spaceship they were able to like fast forward and like watch See that it? yeah um and then they said so and then so you stopped doing that stuff after that right <laughs> because it's dangerous right no, of course because it's really risky <laughs> so and you say i assume no you kept no, I stopped right then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so how an alien then says, wait, that's like, that's not, I don't understand. Why, w why would you keep doing it? What would you say to them? <laughs> I remember after that trip, once we got the rope back and once the water all dried up or went away, Devin and I got in the car to drive back like to Utah County. And we just like looked at each other and we were so stoked. We're like, we did it. Like we're safe and we're in the car and we just climbed. And I don't know. There's a, there's definitely like a rush that comes and also like a bonding experience with the mm. people that you're with yeah. in those kinds of times. And it just creates like a, a fun memory because memories, like the memories are there, but the feelings like of being so terrified kind of fade a little bit <laughs> or like how hard something was fades yeah. and you remember like the good things like I remember for me I remember the top of the Grand Teton and how beautiful it was yeah. or yeah those desert sunsets or sunrises they're so amazing yeah. um, and then also the people I'm with like I remember the camaraderie and the connection that you get with people outside uh -huh. so I guess that's why I would yeah. tell that alien why I do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like that's true because uh, like I said with my 50 mile trail run I did last year yeah. like it kicked my trash so hard like I've I never been that. so trash kicked props to you ever and uh, you know like right when I crossed the finish line <laughs> I just I had like some family there they're super nice they oh. came to like see me and I just couldn't talk to anyone. Like I was, everyone's like, oh man, how was it? And I was like, I can't, I can't oh. talk to anyone right now. I need some space. Yeah. And I just had to go off and I just started crying. Really? Just bawling. 
Oh. And <laughs> I didn't even know why. Like it was just, the it just release. happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like I, so many times throughout that run, I was like, man, I'll never do anything like this again. Like this yeah, I've hurts. felt that before. It hurts so much, and I'm like, nah, I don't think this is my thing. Like, yeah. it's being an accomplishment. Well, never do Give anything like this years. game. <laughs> and then, seriously, like three days after the race, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it again next year. Ooh, nice. And it's such this weird phenomenon, mm-hmm. right? And even now, like I look back and I knew it. I know it hurt a lot. Yeah. And I knew, no, it was painful, but that has faded. Mm-hmm. But I remember. It was like, man, that was a crazy adventure. Yeah, it's an adventure. You know, and like the people who are out there, like on the trail with you, and you meet them, like you said, the relationships and stuff. Definitely. And it was beautiful. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it probably can be a dangerous thing. <laughs> it's good to remember, you know, to some degree, the pain. Yeah. But, uh, but not so it debilitates yeah. you. Yeah. You know, because life is inherently risky. Right. And I know? do think there's... What's that saying about, like, if you get kicked off the horse, you get back on? I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Something like that. But if something's hard, if anything, I feel like it makes, it means you should do it more. Because Uh, I do think that we grow from what we, we, oh, wow. We grow through what we go through. Put that on a bumper sticker. Oh, I like that. (laughs) No, but I think it is Say that again one more time. We grow through what we go through. Wow, yeah. But I do think, I do think if something scares you, like my sister, she got in a really bad car accident when she was like 17. Yeah. And she just never wanted to drive again. And I think Uh the longer you put it off, the worse it gets. And it kind of like gives you anxiety. But Uh if you can just get back on the horse or whatever, get driving again or do another mountain or climb another climb, I think it helps to make you stronger and heal you a little bit. I like that. Yeah, because I feel like every single person has some kind of little trauma to varying degrees that we've been through. Like when you're a little kid, even if it's just like little things, like maybe you got embarrassed by something or somebody. Mm -hmm. And so subconsciously you do something to protect yourself after that. Like maybe you don't open up. You know, you, you like close up emotionally after that to protect yourself because that's what you had to learn to do when you're a kid. Yeah. And then... You grow up and you still do that and you still do that and then you it starts to hurt you but you don't realize how and You're so i think bubble. yeah so i think you know the we're just talking about like nature things like activities and nature and stuff like that but i think there's a that's just a symbol of kind of the deeper things you know yeah. and so i think it, that's a good life habit i think that's a really good In uh, whatever way you express it yeah to like yeah when, when something maybe didn't work out so well um, obviously you need to heal you need to take time to like you know like your experience like yeah that was scary man that's crazy maybe you need to, do, you need to take a little time take a little break yeah you know but then go back because you have found a lot of joy and like you know maybe it's been like therapeutic for you mm-hmm. and so you shouldn't just cast it all off because of one bad experience you know right. yeah that's good advice so one more thing I want to ask you okay I'm have you ever had any really meaningful experience and or it could be anything like something that you feel like impacted you as a person in the outdoors or maybe even like a spiritual experience or um, something like that that maybe comes to mind if you're comfortable sharing (laughs) Uh, yeah I don't know if there's like one big one really 
Uh, I'll try and give a couple of quick examples. So I did a half Ironman, which is, if wow. I can remember right, I can't remember how long the swim is, like three quarters of a mile swim, wow. a 56 mile bike, and a like a half marathon, yeah. 13 mile run. Wow. Um, but I remember the run. There's people like dropping, literally dropping off the side and oh. like rubbing their legs out like in the fetal position. They're just like cramping <laughs> a lot. Yeah, and the track I was on is in Boulder, Colorado, and it was like two laps of six uh -huh. miles. And I just remember like looking across the way and being like, wow, I have to go all the way over there. And I have to do it twice. And I just remember thinking like, I cannot, well, I had this very small thought of like, I cannot can I do this? I don't know. Um, but I think what got me through those 13 miles of running was definitely like positivity and the people I was running with and just trying to be like positive for the other people that were around me. Yeah. And then also just being like, um, I don't know how you say it, God, the creator, mm -hmm. whoever, higher yeah. power, like help me. <laughs> <laughs> And there's been a lot of times where I've done that, like had that same similar kind of feeling of like just questioning if I can do something and being like, well, uh, will you please just like maybe help me and watch over me? I think sometimes I feel like I can do everything on my own. I feel pretty competent, like in life generally. I mean, not all the time, but sometimes. But getting outside has a very specific way of making you feel small and not insignificant but small yeah. and like needing help needing other people or needing a higher power yeah. and i do like that feeling because i do believe that mm. and it's good to, for me to be reminded of that so yeah there's been a few instances where things like that have happened where i'm on a big climb and it's like 10 pitches and i can't see or hear my partner yeah. and i'm just like well if today's the day, I guess I'll go, but like, please help, <laughs> you know, yeah. it helps calm my nerves. So I really like the feeling of being reminded of that higher power for myself. Oh, that's amazing. That's beautiful. What about you? Oh, yeah. You can't turn this on me. What? Hey. <laughs> oh, what was the question again? What did uh, I ask? Like uh, some sort of, what'd you say? Like spiritual experience oh, or yeah. such and such, such as. Um. Let's see. I've had a lot. And I've told some of the bigger ones on this podcast already. Yeah. So I don't want to annoy people, but maybe I'll tell a different one. Maybe here's one. I don't know what the meaning of it is or anything necessarily, but, but it was cool. Like it felt like there was some kind of higher power involved but i don't i don't know what it means i don't know but it was cool okay um so i think it was about a year and a half ago i was in arizona working at anasazi and uh oh actually <laughs> oh man oh so many ideas coming all of a sudden uh, flooded with memories <laughs> take your time you know what actually yeah okay i'll tell this one story so I was with this group of boys and we were hiking all day, all day, and we were hiking super hard and uh, hiking till about, it's like kind of what it's like right now. It's like just the last little bit of light, yeah. like 
just the residual light. It's going to be like completely dark pretty soon, which... Five minutes. <laughs> I don't know if you... I guess we have our We're phone fine. lights. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, but the boys hiked so hard, and, you know, you start when you're out there in the heat all day, and, you know, you start getting a little, like, frustrated and, uh, and just hungry and just... Oh man, you just need to find a good campsite. But we were really pushing to get to then our next water source. Yeah. And you know, I was looking at the map and trying to lead us to this next water source and we finally got to the spot where there might be water potentially. And so I just told the boys to sit down and rest and I'll just hike up this because there was just this dry creek bed that we found, but we heard there might be water maybe at some point. It was on the map, it looked like there could be water, but yeah. when we got to it, it was dry. And so I didn't want the boys to hike all the way up and all the way down. Right. And, you know, so for, you if there was no water, you know. Because if we don't have water, then you can't have a fire. Um, because that's our rule, because then you can't put the fire out. And so that means you're not going to eat very much. We have some dry food, like raisins and stuff, but it's like, you know, sometimes it's kind of disheartening when you have, like, super hard day. And then you find <laughs> out, like, raisin. oh, you're going to be cold tonight and you're not really going to have a warm meal yeah. you know it's kind of disheartening especially for the boys because most of them didn't choose to be out there so they're working really hard but they also just got sent out there you know yeah. so kidnapped. <laughs> yeah and so anyway so we made it this creek bed and i was like all right you guys just hang tight i'll hike up this little ways hopefully i'll find water but if i don't we might have to we call it dry camping we might have to dry camp and they're like oh no and i was hiking up it and it was just bone dry like sometimes really? you can see like oh there's there's mud or something or like you know lush yeah like you can see like maybe they'll there might be some water further up but there was no evidence that water's been there recently it was just completely dry huh. so i just kept hiking up and i was hungry too man like i was just like oh like i really hope we can find some water because we also like also you need water to drink yeah you know that's there's also, that too that's also helpful <laughs> And so I was hiking up it, hiking up it, and I went up pretty far, and there was nothing. And there wasn't even a sign that I was going to find it. Like, really? Yeah, it was just completely dry. No mud, nothing. And so, and I was, like, praying the whole time, you know. I'm like, oh, Heavenly Father, help us find water if possible, but maybe we need to learn a lesson, you know. It was, you know we need to go through this. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it's so what we go through is what we hear. What was that saying <laughs> I again? Remember. I don't remember. It was an amazing we saying. Go yeah, what we grow through is what we go through. Yeah. Anyway, so we're hiking up, hiking up, and you know, I don't know how far to go. Like, I can't hike forever. Like, it's getting dark, and I gotta get back to my group of boys. Yeah. And so I went up pretty far, and there was nothing. And I had been like praying the whole time, and I was like, well, I guess I'll go back. And you, then you just feel bad because all the boys have this hope that you're gonna go out there and find it, and then yeah. you come back like, did you find some? And you no. say, no. <laughs> And they're like, oh, man, like it just everybody's heart just drops. And so I was I turned around and started walking. And I just had this thought come to me. Just go a little bit further. Really? And it was crazy. I turned around. I was like, OK, I'll walk like, I don't know, 30 more seconds. <laughs> and I walked like five steps. And all of a sudden there's a flowing creek. No way. Yeah. Just coming out of the ground. Like, I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> but it was there and somehow I didn't see it before or hear it, or hear it yeah. but there was it wasn't just like a, a pocket of water like it was flowing you, and then it so and weird. then it just went into the ground and then you couldn't see it in the dry creek oh, bed and so 
and I was just blown away. I was, that was one of the biggest miracles I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> You're like, let there be water. Yeah, there, I felt like Moses or something. But I was like humbled, yeah. you know. I, and uh, then I went back and told the boys, and they're all happy. And we set up camp, and I kept trying to tell them, like, try to like tell the story like, do you guys know how we find this and everyone's just busy because when you get to camp like, you gotta like get firewood set up your shelter yeah. you know make a fire you know friction fire so we start the fire so everyone's just busy and then finally I, I was like i finally i kept trying to tell them like what happened because it was like a huge spiritual yeah. experience for me and miracle that had been given to us yeah and uh and finally i was like hey guys stop talking i need to tell this story <laughs> and i so I finally told them about the miracle, and we had a really cool, really cool night that night. Oh, that's and awesome. And so it was just, it was a really meaningful experience. And I've had several experiences like that before. Um, not okay. in the exact same way, yeah. but I've also had some where we don't find it. I had an experience this year where I went off to do the exact same thing. We needed water even worse in the situation I was in this year, like really bad with this group of girls. They were just so tired. And I went, and I just, I believed I was going to find it. Like, I just felt it in my heart. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going on this creek band. I've done this a million times before. I'll find it. And uh, I was, it was the, it was the ground was a little bit muddy in some spots. I was like, okay, oh, I'm going to find a little pocket somewhere. Wow. And I kept praying and praying, and I didn't find it. And I was just sure I was going to find it, and I didn't. And so I came back to the girls, and they were so sad. They are like, what? There's no water? And then one of the other staff members, she was a new she was kind of newer and like kind of struggling with her confidence as a as a staff member a little bit and for some reason she felt like she should go and look and I was like yeah you know please go I told her where I went yeah. and uh, so she went and uh, she said she went out there and she was doing the same thing praying 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 and she found water oh, like she found it but I didn't find it and we talked about it later we thought that you know, I don't know all the reasons, but we felt like I didn't need to find it. I've had that experience before, yeah, but she needed. she needed to because she was feeling like, oh, I'm not capable of this job. Like, I'm not smart enough for this. Like, I don't have the skills. The girls don't trust me that right. I can take care of them. Like, all this kind of stuff. And she was really just struggling with that. But her, her being able to go out there by herself and find the water when I couldn't um, was a huge confidence booster to her yeah that's really and it cool. was a really cool experience because i felt like terrible after i couldn't find it but then when she did i was like actually <laughs> that is better yeah you know like it worked out but even better yeah that's and cool. so that was a really beautiful experience so hmm. I like that. yeah all right one very 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 last thing and then we'll get the heck out of here because it's okay. getting cold this is the coldest podcast You're interview i've ever shorts. done by the way i'm wearing shorts <laughs> Well, the battery just died, but we have a little bit of juice, so maybe we'll just end it. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, you're great. Thanks so much for doing this. And actually, one last thing. <laughs> what advice Speed would you up. give to someone who felt like, feels like all these things we talked about are too intense for them? That, that they're like, oh, I can't climb things. Like, that's just too hardcore. Like, they kind of feel that sort of toxic culture yeah. that you're feeling kind of on them. What would you say to them? I just say be okay with being new at something, being a beginner. Start out small, and you're everyone's totally capable. I really do believe that. Mm. I think everyone's capable. It's just it's not talent. It's just hard work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the quick answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This could die anytime. So anyway.
thanks Lizzie. You're great. Thanks so much for doing this. I'm glad yeah, you enjoyed the oatmeal. Yeah, the oatmeal. this was so so great, and I'm glad we're finally officially friends. Yeah, me too. And please don't kill me here. <laughs> okay, I'll try not to. All right. Farewell. We grow through what we go through.